0: Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com or by clicking the share your story tab on the church center app. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we wanna encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description of this video online at fellowshipgj.com or if you're a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through our church center app. This will help us continue to bring this message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us, and enjoy today's service.
1: Well, good morning, church family. How are you this morning? Let's stand to our feet. We're so glad that you're here to worship with us and just be in the house of God this morning together. This song that we're going to start out with is Graves into Gardens. You guys all know it. But what I want us to make sure that we recognize is this is a testimony to the power and the authority of our Heavenly Father in our lives, amen? Where he can bring graves and turn them into gardens. He can take armies. He can take dry bones and turn them into armies. He can take seas where it needs to be split down and he turns it into a highway for us. These are not just words. This is a testimony to what our God has done and what he will continue to do the healings that he is capable of doing, the restoration that he is capable of, the financial blessings, the relational restoration that he can do. So this morning, would you just lay it all at his feet? Would you choose to put the cross between what you have going on and what Jesus is doing and what's going on in your life? And let him work through you and in you and around you and for you the way that he has promised to and the way that he wants to, amen? All right, church, let's worship.
0: Family, we want to remember the fact that 21 years ago, this day, uh, 9-11 happened. And, uh, you know, the thing about it is, we just sang about the fact that God can bring beauty from ashes. And that was such an awful time. Uh, I remember, I mean, most of us remember when we got the word of what happened and we remember where we were and we remember how it impacted us. But even then, God, God brought beauty from it. He brought a country together. He brought people back to church. He brought people worshiping again. He brought a, 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 basically an awareness of what was going on in the world that we didn't know about. And He can do that in all of our lives. Whatever crucifixion we have faced, whatever tragedy has hit our lives, God can bring beauty from those ashes. I wanna pray this morning just a prayer that would pray a blessing over our country, but also thank the Lord for those that sacrificed so much on that day. So as a church, if you'll bow with me, Lord, we do come before you and we praise you. We praise you that you can bring beauty from ashes. We praise you, Lord God, that you can do all things. We thank you, Lord, you can take crucifixions and turn them into resurrections. And and you do that for us as a country, but you do that for us personally. Lord, we thank you for every person that made a sacrifice on that day and sacrificed after that day. Those that were in the military that went to war on behalf of our country as a result of that day thank you for them. We thank you for their sacrifice. We thank you, Lord God, that we live in a country where we have the freedom that we have. And Lord, I pray that you would give us an extra measure of protection over our country. But we know that the evil one is coming against us personally, but there's so much evil in this world and they don't like what we have. We don't, they don't like what you have given Christian Americans. They hate us for I pray, Lord, that you would supernaturally put protection upon us and put protection upon our country. You would put protection upon our government officials. I pray, Lord, that you would give our government leaders wisdom and that they would seek your will in every decision that they make. We never want to forget the sacrifice that was made. We thank you for that, Lord. We ask that you would continue to guide us, continue to guide our country. Help us to always be one nation under God. Help us to always Bow to only you as our King and our Lord. And we pray these things in Jesus' name.
2: prayers, Lord Jesus, and we put our trust in you today, this morning, and forever, Jesus. We thank you, God. Come on, let's just give him one more shout of praise. Yes. We love you, Lord. Why don't you go ahead and greet one another and go back to your seats. We thank you, Jesus.
3: Good morning and welcome to those of you that are joining us online, no matter where you're watching from, we hope that you are enjoying the experience so far, and we ask that you comment where it is you're watching from because that's always so fun to see. If you would, also, you can text fellowship to 94000, and that'll get you in contact with a pastor who can provide you more resources to get you better connected here at Fellowship Church. Thanks again for joining us. To those of you that are in person and would consider yourself to be a guest or a visitor, thanks for choosing us. We're so excited to have you and we want to make sure that you feel welcomed and so on your way out you can stop by the visitor center. It's right in the middle of the lobby and they'll give you complimentary drinks or specialty drinks to our coffee shop for you and every single person in your family or visiting party because again we're just so excited that you're here. If you feel led to partner with us financially this morning there are so many different convenient ways to do so that are all listed on the screen. Church center app and text to give are by far the most convenient but there's also offering Dropbox outside in the lobby, or you can always mail it in. No matter how you choose to give, we're so appreciative in how you're choosing to partner with us in furthering God's kingdom. I'd love to take this opportunity to pray a financial blessing over each and every one of us. So dear Jesus, we know that you are a provider and that every single good and perfect thing comes from you, God. And so we just pray that this week you will open the floodgates of heaven upon each and every one of us and that you'll just come through for us when it comes to our finances, that you'll give us favor with employers, that you'll give us everything that we're needing or where we're feeling like we're lacking, Lord, that you'll just come through for us and you'll get all of the glory for it. We know we can trust you. It's in your precious name that we pray, amen. A huge focus for us this fall is to get people connected through life groups and one of the big ones that's about to start on September 28th is our young adults group. We are gonna be all joining together and going through the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality curriculum. This is an incredible curriculum that will change your life as well as give you the opportunity to meet a few people that are in the same age and stage as you are in your life as well. There's gonna be fun large group activities and we're all just gonna get together and really get to know one another. It's gonna be awesome. If you're interested you can sign up on the Church Center app. The workbook will cost you $25, and we're excited to see you there. Next Sunday, September 18th, is our Baby Dedication Sunday. This is an opportunity for any parents who want to take the step to publicly declare that they will choose to raise their baby in the way of the Lord. It's such a cute and special moment for the entire family, and this is your last chance to sign up if you haven't done so already. Please do so on the Church Center app. As always, if you want to catch up on any of the events here at Fellowship, you can go to fellowshipgj.com events. Everything will be listed on there as well as any information that you might need. But thank you guys so much for joining us today. We hope that God moves in such a powerful way in the rest of today's service.
0: Rocky? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, there are times I think that when we think about our church and think about our church family, that we're so, we're proud. Like, I'm, there's times where I look at, at what God has done through our church and through the people of our church and the ministries of our church, and it can't, you just can't help but, like, well up in tears. A few years ago, I saw uh, an incident it, that was happening within our church, happening within our life groups. It it was so beautiful. And I saw it on Facebook. It was, they recorded it. And it was a, a group of young couples that all had young kids. And one of these couples had a little boy and he was super sick and they did not know what was wrong with him. And it could have been life threatening. They just didn't know. And so uh, they decided, you know, the, the best thing to do is, is to bring it before the Lord. And so they recorded themselves and they just did it kind of spontaneously but they went to this couple's house and they didn't know they were coming and they stood in their yard and they just worshiped. They worshiped and they prayed for this little boy. And as I was watching this, I was like, how beautiful is that, right? Like the community there, the, the support that was there. And of course, the little boy recovered. And, and always, I always believe 100% if, if we, any of us are healed of anything, it's because God decided to heal us. And so that worship and that prayer worked. But th- the fact that they had such beautiful community that they would do that for each other, it was just incredible. Well, there's been a lot of things that have attacked community and friendships and the ability to make relationships through the years. But experts say none more in the last 60 years, no, nothing has attacked, attacked that uh, relational or community uh, spirit more than the invention of the garage door. Can you believe that? The garage door. Because, you know, before the garage door, they had a thing called carports. Uh, it was just basically just a little covering for your car or people just park their car in their driveway and when in, in those days you would get out of your vehicle and and you would walk to your front door and you would see your neighbors maybe they were mowing their lawns or maybe they were coming home about the same time and you were you would interact with them you would make friendships with them you would you would get to know them but when the garage door happened, people would pull that door open, they would drive their car in, and they would close that door. And it really, really affected the community, especially community in neighborhoods. Now, I don't know about you, but man, when I was a kid, my, my parents knew all of our neighbors. They knew them all. There was the O'Briens and the Johnsons and the Millers. And, and, and not only did they know them, they might even ask them over for dinner. <sighs> yeah. That rarely happens anymore. And my family actually would, would we, we had game nights. So the, the neighbors would get together and, and we would play games. And the kids would play games. And then the parents would play games. My, my parents would play 42, which was the old domino game. And man, they... They, they connected with him, and they had no other connection with these people. They didn't connect with him at church or, or at work, and then they just happened to live with, uh, in the same neighborhood. The only thing that they had in common was the neighborhood where they lived. And, you know, it's just not the same anymore. It just doesn't happen anymore. Probably the second worst thing that ever happened to community in the last 60 years is the invention of the garage door opener because now you don't even get out of your car to open the garage door. Now you open the garage door, you pull in, you close the garage door, you go into your cave until you come out the next morning. That's basically what we do. And so the enemy loves this. He loves the fact that uh, community and relationships have been hindered over the last 50 or 60 years. And And he loves it because of how he attacks us. We know, according to scripture, that he attacks us Like a lion attacks its prey. Now, how does a lion attack its prey? Well, he isolates prey, and then he figures out who's the weakest, and that's who he goes after. And so if we're not careful, we can allow ourselves to be isolated. And when we're isolated, it in turn turn makes us weak, so we are super susceptible to attack. Now, over the past couple of years, we've all lost a lot because of COVID. We've lost health. I mean, a lot of us get really super sick because of it. Some of us lost loved ones because of COVID. Milestone events, graduations, proms, athletic events, income. A lot of us have lost income due to the the pandemic, but also community and interpersonal connection. Isolation and loss of friendship has also become a product of this pandemic. And I believe that the enemy is 100% behind this, especially because what he has done to the community in our churches. We have seen this in churches across the country, not just churches in Grand Junction. According to LifeWay research, the average church has lost 27% of their congregation. Live congregation, 27%. We've experienced that here at Fellowship. The hardest two uh, groups hit were the 65 plus, of course, because of health risks, but also even more so the 18 to 34-year-olds. In 2019, statistics say that 36% of 18 to 34-year-olds attended church at least once or twice a month. That has fallen to 26%. Of those attending, many are choosing to just go to services. Small groups and Bible studies took a huge hit in 2000 and hasn't recovered. Online Bible studies have grown, and online worship viewers has also been a great success. But those two venues keep Christians isolated. The devil is winning the isolation game, and he loves it. I heard a Christian pastor by the name of Darius Daniels say recently, he said to his congregation, he said to his online viewers, he said, don't allow yourself to be turned into a shut-in. I mean, that may happen one day, he said, you, you may be sick, you may get to a situation where you can't come to church or you can't get out, but it, that day is not today. Don't allow the pandemic to keep you home. You know, I think that what has happened with our online services and our online Bible studies has been incredible. I mean, the amount of new people we've been able to reach, it's been awesome. But really our online services should be the exception to the rule. It should be something that like, oh, you're really sick, you just need to stay home. Hey, catch the service, it's online. You're out of town, you're on vacation, you still want to catch the service, man, it's there, You can. there's internet almost everywhere, you can always watch when you're out of town. Or maybe something comes up, I mean, that happens, and you just can't make it in. That's, man, that's great to have the online services. But what we find is that so many have just gotten out of the habit and have gotten almost uncomfortable with being in social settings, so they stay at home. And I would invite Everybody that is within our viewing audience to give church a chance again, life. I had a person, somebody last week, yes, awesome. I had a person last week that, that came to me and, and they were visiting from Phoenix and they watch our services online. And he just said, You know, your online services are so good, but he said, It's different when you're here. It's different. The Spirit is in this room. There is protection and cover from from the Holy Spirit when we come together. And here's the thing, when we come together, we're a group. We're we're an army together and we're not isolated. And so if you're watching online, we wanna see you back. We wanna see you here soon. So please know that you're always welcome in our services, but continue to use our online venues They've been awesome and God has done great things within them. It's never been easy to make friends, to make lasting friendships, but probably never harder than right now. But that doesn't mean we don't stop trying. That doesn't mean that we, we don't stop putting ourselves out there. We know we need people, we know we need relationships, but sometimes it's just hard to put ourselves out there. I can't tell you how many times in the last 30 years I've had wives come, that have come up to me and they've said, hey, Pastor Tim, could you please help my, my husband make some friends? Like, could you please? I don't know what to do with him. Could you put him somewhere so he can make some friends? And I've had husbands come to me before and say, you know what, is there any way? Is there, is there a ladies group? Is there something my wife struggles with making friends with other ladies? And she just needs a good friend. Could you, could you just help us? fellowship church's mission statement is to connect the unconnected to jesus christ but together grow in full devotion to him and so that's what we want to do together now it's interesting because when we started planning this service all kinds of stories came up and and we actually had our team write a pretty funny drama about something that may be happening in your home
4: Oh my, oh my goodness. Gosh. How have you been? I've been really good. How about you guys? Good, good. Uh, hey, where's John? Oh, he's just in the bathroom. He'll be out soon. Okay, good. Ryan's parking the car. Are we ready for operation husband Playdate? <sighs> so ready. Okay, man. I just don't know how they're not besties already. I know, they just need to get together. They don't even know what they're missing. I know, I would agree. I would agree, man. Come
2: on. Hey, Sarah.
4: Oh my gosh, it Ryan. It's good to see you. Hey. You as well. I like that shirt.
1: Oh, good by thank that.
5: you. Caitlin got it for me. I can tell. Okay. <laughs> hey, don't start the party without me. <laughs> hey, man. Was, hey. Start. Hey. Hi. How are you, man? Not too bad. How, how are you? I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Hey, you been <laughs> watching those Broncos? You know, we might actually win some games we this year. We might actually so, win a couple ones. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure.
4: Um, okay, anyway. Ryan, uh, what if you asked John about that one thing Katelyn, you were talking about?
6: Caitlin, don't. No. Not now.
4: No, it's fine. It's just about your fantasy football league, how you're down Please. a person. John loves yeah. fantasy football.
5: Fantasy. Uh, I dabble a little, you know. Uh, you, know I, you know, I look at it a couple times. You know, I haven't won a lot. I mean, I had a league at the work, but they were, like, tired of giving me all their money all the time, you know what I mean. <laughs> I totally know what you mean.
4: Um no you, no you don't You've Kaylin you've taken last place for years now. We
2: don't keep score. Stop.
4: Okay, it's fine. It's John fine. loses all the time.
5: I don't. Hey, I won $30 last season, okay? Oh.
4: Wasn't the buy-in like 50 bucks?
5: That doesn't matter. The buy-in is that I won. Stop embarrassing me.
6: Anyway.
7: Oh, uh, Ryan. You were going to ask uh, John that question.
5: Where's so? the waitress, huh? Does, you know what? what, we haven't seen anybody yet. Yeah. yeah. Could do some mozzarella sticks uh, for the table, I think. I love some mozzarella sticks, as long as there is ranch, ranch to, to dip it in. in.
6: <laughs> oh.
5: Okay, this what I'm That's nah, right. nice. Okay, uh, favorite quarterback of the last 20 years. Easy. One, two, three. Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning. That's right. Now, yeah. some people say, Tom Brady won more. Yeah, but, but Peyton played the game right. He did right. You know what totally.
2: I'm saying? for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Okay. okay, well,
4: it really looks like you guys are going to become best friends.
0: Honey, just because we like ranching football doesn't mean that's like friendship. It's oh. just, just chill.
1: Okay, you guys are getting along so well.
5: Please don't tell me this is another one of those things where you try and set me up with one of your friends' husbands to go on some kind of like fun get-together where we can be friends too. I'm out of here. Sit
7: down. Listen. This is a cute couple and I want a cute couple to do cute couple things with and we're gonna go apple picking later this week. This could turn into wine tasting in Napa Valley. Don't mess up Napa
4: for me, John. Don't do it. Uh, um, okay, so anyway, John, I was telling Ryan all about how much you love to play golf, too. Isn't that a coincidence?
0: I mean, we're both guys in our 30s, I think. Not a coincidence, we, we probably like golf.
4: He said we.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Where are those appetizers, huh? I just... I
0: know, man. These kids, they don't even know what work looks like.
5: Hard to find good help these days. Time, time is money. Ain't that right, for sure. I said that sure. one time. Oh, hold on. Sorry.
1: John, put your phone away. Hang up and hang out.
5: Uh, I'm sorry. I, it was a... Sorry, you're right, you're right, you're right. It was my boss texted me. We were supposed to go golfing today or tomorrow, but he, uh, he called canceled, so I don't have anybody to go golfing with tomorrow. I'm a little bummed out. Sorry, man.
4: This is crazy. Because you see, Ryan has the whole afternoon free tomorrow. He'd love to go. Wouldn't you? Uh, The tea
5: time. Sorry, it's it's, it's a morning tea time, so the schedules probably wouldn't line up. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't work.
4: Oh, (laughs) silly me! Did I say afternoon? I meant morning. You're free all morning. You should go,
5: sweetie. I have I have to work tomorrow. I have to work.
4: No, no, you're self-employed. You're your own boss.
5: (sighs) Uh, yeah, we could for sure. It's at Redlands Mesa. It's, It's all paid for. Uh, if you want, no pressure though. We. You want to. I mean, I, I, I suppose I could. I, I have to find my clubs. <laughs> <I mean. laughs>
4: They're in his trunk. Don't even worry about it. Okay. <laughs> now listen. I'll take the kids. You two just go have so much fun. It's settled. <laughs> you guys are going on a date. It's <laughs> not. A... It's not a.
5: Nope. It's, it's not a date. Not a date. Not a date. Nope. Oh, of
4: course. Anyway, I'm gonna take the kids. You two go have fun. Okay. Hear me out. An even better idea. Sarah, why don't you grab the kids, you guys come over to our house, and then when the boys are done playing golf, you guys can just have dinner with us. That sounds wonderful.
5: Uh. Oh, I, I, I guess we're going golfing it, tomorrow. Yeah, it's a date. It's not a date. No. Uh, the schedule, the, sketch, just the golf. date is the fourth if you wanted to put it in your calendar.
0: Yes. yes. Check, please. Yeah, they wrote that themselves and they wrote that from experience because we've all been there, right? We've all, we've all been there. And this is something actually we're going to be talking a lot more about uh, on our marriage retreat for so many of you that are going to be going on that. We're really, really pumped about that particular session, but why friendships? Why relationships? Why, why is it so important? Why are we supposed to put ourselves out there? Well, the first reason is because the Lord told us that we're stronger together Every principal figure in scripture that accomplished anything didn't do so alone. It took Noah's whole family to build the ark. Moses had Aaron and Joshua. David surrounded himself with capable friends like Jonathan and Nathan and Joab. 1 Chronicles chapter 11 is an entire chapter where David, uh, David's mighty men are described, most of which were his friends before they ever served him. And I love the scripture that really shows the commitment between Jonathan and David in 1 Samuel 18, 1 through 3. The Bible says after David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. There was an immediate bond between them for Jonathan loved David. From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And the reason he did that is because Saul had all kinds of jealousy issues with David and felt like he was going to take his throne. And in verse three, it says, And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. Not a tighter bond than that. Not a, not a better way to describe that friendship. Even Jesus had the 12 and modeled a beauty of friendship for us throughout the gospel. He never wanted, Jesus never wanted to do ministry alone. He he needed friendships and and support, but he also wanted his message to live beyond himself. He knew he needed those friends. He says in Matthew chapter 15, verse 13, there is no greater love to lay down one's life for one another's friends. You are my friends. If you do what I I command, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. Since I have told you everything the Father told me. So it's set as a precedent in Scripture. But here's the other thing about not having friends loneliness stinks, <laughs> it stinks to be alone. There was a season in my life that is like a sad season. It was a season where I just didn't have any friends and I was super, super alone. And one of the things I would do is I would go to Sportsman's warehouse and I would talk to the salesman. And I would talk to him about fishing and hunting. And I would stay there sometimes for hours. I wouldn't even buy anything. I would just hang out. And I thought that these guys were friends, but come to find out they're actually paid to do that. So, so how sad was that season that I would go and I would do those things, that I would, that I would just look for friendship anywhere? One of the things that Rebecca and I notice when we travel is, is, is we try to travel. It's been just a precedent we set in our life where once a year we take a, a vacation, just the two of us alone, and we go away for a week, and and it is always so wonderful. It's always so rejuvenating for us individually, but most of all for our marriage. But about five days in, we start thinking, man, wouldn't it be cool if our kids were here? Wouldn't it be cool if this friendship group was here? I would love for them to be able to to see what we're seeing. I would love for them to be able to to experience what we're experiencing. Because the truth is, is, it's more fun to experience things together, Proverbs eighteen twenty four says, "Friends come and friends go, but a true friend sticks by you like family." Now, many of us are choosing to be alone because we've been hurt in the past, but the pain of being alone is worse than taking the risk of being hurt again. I mean, we've we've all been hurt. Unfortunately, betrayal is a part of life, but that doesn't mean that we build walls around ourselves to protect us from being hurt. Now, I'm I'm using a lot of personal examples this morning. And the reason that I'm doing that is because I want you to know that I'm surrounded by thousands of people a lot. But even I can be alone, even I can be afraid and also I can be betrayed. And about probably 10 years ago, I had a friendship that was about a seven year friendship. And this guy was my best friend. He was my best friend. We talked almost daily. We did everything together. And I remember, I, I mean, I, I, I counseled him. I was an accountability partner for him. I, I counseled him and his wife. I, I, I helped their kids. I tried to help and counsel their kids. I, I, I did their wedding. I, I buried his loved ones. And one day he kicked me to the curb. And not only kicked me to the curb, he cussed me out, and he started making up lies about me and my kids. It was just, it was crazy. It's like he turned into this other person, and that that devastated me. Like it's just, it broke my heart, and it made me go, you know what? I'm just not going to do that again. I'm not. I'll just not make close friendships. I'll just hold everybody at arm's length, and. Just deal with it and go to Sportsman's Warehouse and have people paid to be my friend. That's where I was. But just because we've been betrayed in the past doesn't mean that we don't make friendships in the future. See, no one was betrayed more than Jesus. And Jesus knew that he was gonna be betrayed. Can you imagine that? He chose Judas knowing what Judas was going to do. And I believe he did that as an example for us. I think he did that to display, you know what? If, if, if I can do this, you can do this. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to pour into others because that's what I'm supposed to do. And when I pour into others and when I have relationships, I'm going to pray that, that those relationships are long lasting. But I understand that they may not be. And there could be some hurt, hurt in the future. But if there is, we're just going to grow from it and we're going to move on. So we're stronger together. Scripture says that. And it's so hard to be alone. But here's another reason why friendships. I just want you to hear me on this. It's because your spouse doesn't need to be your accountability partner. Hear that. They are our best friends, our lovers, but should not have to be our accountability partners. I have an incredible group of pastors and we get together. There's seven of us now and we've been meeting for 16 years and we meet every other week on Wednesday mornings and we sit down and we share our heart struggles. We share the, the, our passions. We share our failures. We share our broken heartedness. And I don't know that I would have made it in ministry or in life without those guys over the last 17 years. Now, these are the type of guys, I, I don't hang with them really any other way. I don't really go do recreational things with them. We don't go to, uh, you know, don't have them over to dinner or anything like that. It's not that kind of a friendship. It's a friendship that is truly there just for support and love and prayer, and it is beautiful. And I, I would not trade that for anything. I hope that you can find that kind of group for yourself. Your spouse is not supposed to meet all of your relational needs. We have to have people in our lives that will tell us the truth and not just tell us what we want to hear. And these guys, you can't, <laughs> you can't get anything by them, right? They'll just say, oh, I'm calling you out on that. No, 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 I, I think there's some loneliness there. I think there's a hurt there. I think we need to talk about that. And we will spend hours on those Wednesday mornings just helping one another. Proverbs 27, 5 through 6 says, An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Proverbs 27, 9, the heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. Man, we need each other. And it's no fun to be alone. But there's also gonna be a time when you're gonna need help. You're gonna need help. A few years ago, I got in a, one of my bike wrecks. Um, this one, I, I messed my neck up. I got a compression fracture in my neck and it was so convenient because we were actually moving at the time. And uh, my wife still stayed with me through that, which was really good. Uh, she's like, are you kidding me? You're gonna go get hurt when we're trying to move. But what happened when that happened was our small group came around us in such an incredible way. And uh, uh, her, her girlfriends in the group, man, they, they came over and they helped her unpack. And, and my guy friends in the group, well, they asked me, they said, what can we do to help you? And I said, here's the thing. I'm on a recliner. I can't do anything. If you will just hang my flat screen for me so I can, I can watch TV. And, man, they came over that day and, and they hung my TV for me. And that was so precious to me. That made, oh, that made such a big, that was, that was such a big deal for me. And, some, and to them, probably it was just a little thing. They probably don't think much about it. But I still think about that. Just last weekend, uh, on my birthday, Rebecca got appendicitis. Yes. It's a great birthday. And uh, we didn't know. We brought her, I brought her to, uh, to the doctor, and I, just, I dropped her off. And she's like, yeah, I'll just be in there for a little while. I don't you know, know what... What's going on? I'm like, okay, well, I'll go get the other stuff done that we need to get done. So I take off and and then I get this call and she goes, hey, they, they sent me to the emergency room. And I was like, oh no. So I tried to get done what I was getting done. I got to the hospital and before I could even make it to the emergency room, one of her best friends was already sitting there with her. And that's a friend that will sit with you in the ER. Let me tell you, right, that place is awful. And we were there for nine hours before she actually got into her emergency room. And we had people that were texting us and, and, and praying for us. And, and just, just our small group friends, just our friends that, that we've poured into and they've poured into us through the years. And it was so wonderful to know there was somebody else that could be there for her and also others that could lift us up in prayer. Ecclesiastes four, nine through 12. And this is the famous scripture about friendships. Try friendship again. Don't be alone. Don't allow yourself to be susceptible to attack. There are people sitting next to you right now or near you right now. They're just as lonely as you are. They've been in those dinner situations before where they've been set up to try to be friends. Some have worked and some haven't. But that doesn't mean you stop putting yourself out there. Now, this is the season of fellowship to make connections. So every fall we go into a small group, life group campaign to get as many people connected here at fellowship as we possibly can, because we know there's value in that connection. So if you're in, if you're a new Christian and maybe you just got saved or maybe you've been saved for a while, but you just don't know a lot about the Bible or how to have a relationship with God, we have a group of life groups uh, that's called Rooted. And Rooted is the best discipleship program I've ever seen. And not only will you be discipled within Rooted, but you will also be put into a small group of people that are that are basically at the same spot that you are. And the relationships that have come out of that ministry are just incredible. And it's so easy to get in a Rooted course. If, if you have a smartphone and you have the Church Center app, you can go to the Church Center app, hit find a group on the main page, fill that out, and we'll get you in a group, of a, a rooted group. And rooted is great because it's, it's on Sunday morning. You're already here. So you go at nine o'clock, you do your course, you have your small group, and then you come to the 11 o'clock service. It's, it's perfect. It's a great entry point for relationships. It's really wonderful. If you can't figure the phone stuff out, we have information counter out there with people and paper so we can write stuff down, okay? Or maybe uh, you're, you're beyond that. Maybe you've been a Christian for a while, well, we're starting a, a new uh, group series called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And it's awesome. Our, our staff is going through it now. And let me tell you, it will bring you to that next level in your re- relationship with the Lord, but it's set up like rooted and where you're gonna also make friends and relationships. Now we need leaders for that. If you've been a Christian for any period of time, maybe you say, you know what? I've done, maybe I've done that course in the past or done something similar and I've done rooted, then lead an emotionally healthy spirituality or a rooted group. God may be calling you right now. Maybe you've had a hard time making relationships because you're not supposed to be in a group, you're supposed to be leading a group. And if that's the case, you can go to the bookstore or you can go to the information counter and we'll get you the information you need, get you the books you need to be able to do Guys, life is too short to be alone. And we have great people here at Fellowship. You never know, one day your small group may be singing praise and worship in your front yard when you need it the most. So Lord, we come before you And I ask, Lord, that you would heal us from hurt from the past in relationships. You would help us to forgive those that have hurt us the most. And you would help us put ourselves out there again. Help us to make friends, bring people into our lives that we're gonna connect with. Bring people into our lives, Lord, that we can trust. And help us be able to trust again. Help us not to isolate ourselves. Help us not to become weak because we don't have support. Lord, give us the right relationships. We love you and we know that you didn't create us to do this life alone. So Holy Spirit, intervene. Help us to make conversations and connections. And we bind up in evil spirits that would come against that. We know the enemy wants to isolate us. So in Jesus' name, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would loose community in us, that you would loose connection in our church. And it would be easier than ever for us to make friends. We love you and we praise you and we thank you for how awesome you are in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week, go make some friends. We'll see you next Sunday.
7: Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just wanna encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, i am a sinner and i need forgiveness please forgive me of my sins i believe that you are lord that you died on a cross for my sins and that you rose again and god i thank you for that i ask you now to be my savior to guide my life and give me a home forever in heaven and god i ask you this in your precious son jesus Christ's name if you have just prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to celebrate with you. Please text heaven to 94,000 to get in contact with one of our staff where we can answer any questions you may have. Also, if you need prayer, we would love to support you. You can submit your prayer request by texting prayer support to 94,000. Our prayer team will receive your request and immediately start covering you. If this is your first time experiencing Fellowship Church or you want to learn more about one of our many ministries, you can text FELLOWSHIP to 94000 to connect with our staff. As always, we are just a phone call away. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY with any questions. Thanks again and we hope to see you next week in person or online.